This is football. I'm Kevin Clark. Nick Wright is here. Multiple time guest over many platforms. First time I booked him. Super Bowl Miami. Four years ago, we needed a guest for Monday. And there were two people of note walking around after their shows at the Miami Convention Center. And I said to our producers, Richie Bozik at the time, I said, who's more famous, Nick Wright or this other guy? And Richie Bozik said, Nick Wright, absolutely. And uh, so went up and Nick was incredibly nice. He produced one of the best episodes of Slow News Day ever. Um, and we are now friends and it's it's wonderful. It's And and thank God Richie Bozik said that Nick Wright was more famous than the other guy walking around the convention center. Um, who, by the way, has also been on this show later because he wasn't as famous as Nick Wright. Nick Wright is the man. You see him on Fox. You hear his podcast. Um, I love this. I love this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Wright. You start this great, by the way. You start this like a real, like, old school radio pro. And I say that in a compliment. So the, just when, like, hey, this is the this is the headline of the story. This is football. I'm Kevin Clark. Let's go. The, uh, the, w- when we started this, they were like, what do you want the music to be? Because they would send it to the jingle yeah. guy. And I was like, I want it to sound like early 90s NFL films. Yeah. Like, I does. want it to be that. I want it to sound like that. Like, Steve Sable is about to come on and be like, let me tell you about John Randall. It's great. I, I really yeah. like it. All right. Let's just start. I, I think we started yeah. 30 seconds ago. But Nick Wright is here, host of the What's Right podcast, Fox Sports 1. Um, I think one of the smartest takesmen we've got in this industry. Are you offended by the term takesman? No, I'm honored by it. Okay. I, I mean, just, let, some people are like, oh, I don't do takes. No, of course I, I do takes. I uh, know. Like, I don't. I some I, people think they're a no. Bu- some people, it's like musicians where it's like, no, 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 I'm not really. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm offended by the people who think they're above it. Like yeah. the, um, if we were talking international politics or mid Middle East policy, I think there's probably not the time and the place for takes. But if we're yep. talking whether or not Brock Purdy should win league MVP, you know what that conversation needs? Some strong, th- well thought out, well defended yep. takes. And so, yeah, and I am, I am just blessed and very grateful that so many of my colleagues are so afraid of paying the brutal price of a take one day being wrong. And that price is, of course, nothing at all. And because of that, <laughs> everything is just tepid nonsense. I shouldn't yeah. say everything, but a lot yeah. of it. So listen, I do my, I think you, you've known me long enough to know. I watch everything. I'm, yeah. I like to think I'm very Agreed. well read and researched. So I have a real foundation. And then I have these strident opinions that annoy people at times. But yeah, I'm a takesman. I Everybody's like, like, well, I'm a hot take guy. Which normally, I don't, I think there's a lot of people who are not hot take guys who give great takes. I think when people say I'm not a hot take person, it's sort of the uh, the prelude to giving an incredibly boring take. I'm not yeah. a hot take guy. Unless they're doing the I'm not a hot take guy, but, and then they give a hot take. Well, this yeah, that's the, the old cop out. The old cop out. Yeah. This is one of my favorites. When someone says something they really want to say, but are kind of afraid to, <laughs> yeah. they will then be like, all right, hold on a second. It, it, one of my, yeah. I shouldn't say afraid, a guy who I think is great and does great work, uh, Ethan Strauss, he used okay. to do this bit where he called it Radio yeah, Ethan. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like, you're. this is who you want to be. 
You're just, you just don't want to step into the cauldron, but you want to be. So people will be like, oh, now I'm going to sound like one of those TV talking heads. I'm like, hey, I'm one of those TV talking heads. First things first, 3 to 4.30 on FS1. You can watch it whenever you want. Uh, and it's fun. It's good. And it, you know what? There, we're, we're talking about the, the sandbox of life, so it's fine. I love that. All right, we're going to start here. So on the football part of it, um, I put a, I played a game the other day on Twitter, and I was too generous. I said if you had to put all of your life savings on four teams win the Super Bowl, you win. If one of those four teams wins the Super Bowl, you lose everything if 28 other teams win. I, I read the replies. Generous. It should have been three. It should not have been four. But I was still interested to see what where most people went with that. How many people had the Bills well, and the Browns on there? But I think everybody in America goes Ravens, Niners, and then there's a third team. Go so ahead. here's the reason I thought you did four. Because I thought everyone in America would do Ravens, Niners, and then you have to, as the third team, have Kansas City. That's just that's by, exactly my question. That's exactly my so, question. Because I knew that's where you were that. going. Mo, that's what I'm saying, because I read the replies. Because like I said, I prepare, yeah. and I'm like, Kevin might bring this up <laughs> on the podcast. Um, and I was... Shocked and appalled how many people, and I am not trying to sit here and act like Kansas City has bathed itself in glory this year, right? At the beginning of the season when they were winning, but it didn't look right, I was saying on TV that I thought they were essentially using some of the games as practices, like let's try to get this guy involved, let's do this. But then once you start losing games, once all of a sudden you're fighting for seeding, you go into week 17 with the division not locked up. You can't say they're practicing anymore. They do have real issues, uh, and I think the issues stem from three things. One is I think the offensive line has been overrated because the the guard-center guard combo is great, but the tackles have not been good. I think the second one, which is the most obvious one in the world, uh, catching – just catch the ball, please, more. And I think the third one that people are afraid to say, but I think it's fair, is that the Chiefs are built around the idea that they are going to have a superhero at quarterback. And Mahomes has been very good this year. He's been better than his numbers, but he has not been consistently apex predator Mahomes. And I think that if we're doing Madden ratings, the, the Chiefs are built as if, they have a 99, and the second-best quarterback is a 93. And if Mahomes is a 91, I don't think the offense is good enough. So those are the three reasons. With all that said, the idea that anyone would be like, you know what, I trust Detroit more or Dallas <laughs> or any of these other teams is— I people said the Rams. The, and by the way, I might, I might have the Rams fourth. If I were doing my four, I, I'd probably have Dallas, but I think the Rams are an interesting one. But you have to have Kansas City three because you in the, the, the at 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 its fundamental level, they are a team that is not that is going into the playoffs without any A plus contributor out with injury that has the best defense, even if it's not the second best defense in the league, like the numbers say, they have it the best defense the Chiefs have ever had. And a quarterback who you know is not only the most prepared, experienced, but also the best. Uh, And so for all those reasons, that has to be your three. Uh, Four is interesting. I don't, and I hope we get into it, I do not buy Buffalo at all. And I know I sound like a broken record on that. 
But um, and I know they've won four in a row, but Buffalo's last two games have been awful performances. Awful. The Easton stick game and then trying the, the fact that they didn't beat the Patriots by 40 when they, there were four straight turnovers inside the 30-yard line. I never seen anything like it. So they knew the Buffalo is just gonna rip off four straight. They have to play great in four consecutive games to make the Super Bowl, because this mm-hmm. week's a playoff game. And nothing is more perfect 2023 Bills than the scenario of when you're the two seed, lose, you miss the playoffs <laughs> entirely. Uh, and so I I think gun to my head, it's yeah. Baltimore, Kansas City, San Francisco, Dallas, with the Rams uh, being lurking as the fifth. Sure. Um, I disagree on there being three causes for the Chiefs. Because if they had a receiver who could catch, if MVS could catch 4% more of the ball was thrown at him, the Eagles touchdown being a prime example, we'd say the Chiefs are getting away with this. It's fine. Everything is fine. And, and if you were to give Brett Veach and Andy Reid a trade and say you're going to have the worst receiving core in the league, but Mahomes is going to have the youngest, most talented defense he's ever had, and that's going to continue. And all of them, a bunch of guys are going to be on rookie contracts, all that stuff, except Chris Jones. We'll see how that goes. They would take that trade 1 million times out of 1 million times. It's just that MVS is so catastrophically bad at catching the football. They lead the NFL in drops that it invalidates everything they're able to do. They are so close to being able to get away with this fully and completely. But MVS is literally, I've never seen a less valuable player on a good team. So did you, I don't know if you saw either the reaction in the moment or the tweet I sent, but in the in the game this weekend when they had the I think it was a crosser MVS Mahomes yeah. threw it a tiny bit behind him and MVS dropped it. MVS showed him up, and that to, to me was worse than any of the drops. It was such I I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but a betrayal because yeah. Mahomes after the the Eagles game. Mahomes said, when he had the drop, Mahomes said, ah, I could have thrown it a little bit better. And it might have been the most perfect pass thrown in the NFL all year. And he was like, I can throw it a little bit better. Mahomes has been protecting these guys. Mahomes has attacked the offensive line at times out of frustration. He's attacked the refs. He's lost his, Kelsey has attacked every piece of equipment out there. All (laughs) because I think they want to support the, the wide receivers and not add to the noise. And MVS being like, hey, buddy, throw it better, was, I, I tweeted, I was like, that to me is more benchable than the drops. And and this to me is why they're either going to win or lose the Super Bowl, and that sounds silly. The drive after the next, the very first play, Mahomes throws a bomb to MVS down yeah. the sideline. Per, now he drops that too. It wasn't as bad of a drop, but he drops it. And the fact that Mahomes won't freeze these guys out and we'll yeah. just keep going to him. Maybe it's bad. Brady would talk about how he would freeze guys out. Maybe, though, like because all it does take is one great play in a big spot, and you feel like it was all worth it, so to so to speak. And I do think, and I'm curious your opinion on this, and then I'll stop ranting. Apologies. That's great. Um, how much of the... Because it's Tony and MVS that are the yeah. guys who have the... the a one dropper. Sky Moore as well to a degree, but Sky Moore's sure. just it's Veach, I think, has done a really good job. That's a bad pick, whatever. Sure. MVS saved their ass in the playoff game last year. It was either the I think it was the Bengals game where every yeah, receiver was hurt except for him. And Tony had, I think, the second biggest play of the Super Bowl in the punt return. 
And I wonder, and maybe it shouldn't be this way, or do these guys have this extended rope, these two players specifically, because in route to a championship in calendar year 2023, they both had huge contributions. So because of that, they don't want to just throw them aside. I don't know if that, I think that there's no Joe Flacco of receivers. I think it'd be really hard to go out and just sign some guy off the street and say, all right, you're going to, you're going to get reps. Every and time also, I see like, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm like, come on, man, you don't have a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, you've got to be also, in good shape. <laughs> what's funny is I've talked to Veach about this, that not everybody can play with Mahomes because of the improvisation that happens. You have to be really fast because he can throw the ball really quickly down the field. He can get rid of the ball really quickly and push the ball down the field. So you have to, there's a certain threshold of speed, which is maybe not just sitting around at home, which I think is important to, to know sure. here before the four, four guys are not exactly sitting around in Phoenix waiting for a call. Um, they're already on rosters. So I don't know if it's anything, but they don't have any other, any other options. And Mahomes probably thinks he can make this work. I mean, like this is, these guys are are Ringo Starr, like, I, and that's what's funny to me about about what you said about MVS showing up. Like, if you're in a band and there's some guy keeps writing hits that make you thirty million dollars a year, like the drummer and you too, you're just gonna be like, "This is great." No, I'm good. I'm good with whatever you want to do. Yeah, you want to go? Do you want to go to the restaurant? I, yeah, I'm good with that. Go ahead. And I just think that that's at some point gonna come to a head. But it's also it's like a Chekhov's gun thing. At some point. Either MVS will, as you said, make the play. I I compared like the JD Drew thing. Do you remember this? Yeah, JD Drew I had was the worst. Yeah, the worst and hit a grand contract slam in Red Sox history. Hit hit a grand slam. Everybody forgot about the fact that he had a big contract. That 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 to me is is one thing can undo any sort yeah. of legacy in a town, and that's and, and I still think Mahomes is capable of literally like we've seen Mahomes. His my favorite Mahomes plays are when he looks at a receiver. And says, I'm going to knock you down with this pass. And literally, I'm going to throw it so hard that you're forced to catch it. Like, we've seen that kind of thing from Mahomes. And I think he's capable of of that again. And I, and I think yeah. – go ahead. No, no, no. I was just – the other thing that I that I do think the Chiefs have going for him is I'm glad they're not alive for the two seed. In theory, you'd like it. But I'd rather them just sit everyone this week. And they're going yeah. to. If you were alive for the, the back when the two seed had a buy, that's such an advantage. You've got to go for it now. When it's like if you get, if you were to get the, you don't know who is going to be the better matchup in six seven anyway. Yeah, you might be on the road in round two, so be it. But the fact that I mean Kelsey needs a week off more than just about any player in the league. I think that if the the fact that they won, it wasn't the prettiest win, but they did move the ball against Cincinnati. They it's not like they won the division because yeah. the Broncos lost and they lost whatever. I would give yourself you know a self appointed buy for some of your key guys. Try to reset and then go into the playoffs and being like the entire rest of the starting quarterbacks in this conference have one combined playoff win except for Joe Flacco for this postseason. Let's go see how we can do. What uh, what would you do with the first overall pick? You're Ryan You Bowles. draft Caleb Williams. Okay. This is not a question. It's not a question. You draft the are you the you are in a world where so my uh my kind of counterintuitive quarterbacking take when I heard Brady and others and people say that, you know, quarterbacking's gotten worse. I don't think that's it at all. I think the top level quarterbacking has gotten so good that guys are not as patient as they would be otherwise with mediocre talents. 
And so because of that, you are guys who by year seven would be fine. By year three, they're out. You know what I mean? And so they don't get the development because everyone's chasing the ghost of Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, what people pretend Josh Allen is, all of these things, right? They're all chasing that. Um, And because of that, you have to take Caleb because I like Justin. Justin will never be one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. And so I think I think what's good for the Bears is at this point has Justin increased his value to where would New England give you the 35th pick and something else for him? Hmm. Could you get a great second rounder and an additional sweetener? Yeah. So in if you're Atlanta New England and it's rounder. like you got plenty of money, you draft Marvin and then it trade for Justin. Atlanta ob- is the obvious fit for Justin Fields. Now, I don't know, would they give you their first rounder? Probably not. But I I appreciate and respect what he's done. But Caleb, to me, is a game changer. And so uh, I think you obviously draft him. Obviously. Okay. A um, couple of things. You disagree? One, I, no, 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 no. I, I don't disagree. I think there's a couple of structural problems. I think that I would look to auction off the pick. I've said this a couple of times, wow. but I don't see the problem is the Panthers, who are the most desperate team in football, already gave up all of their picks. They gave all their picks to the Bears. So like they've already fleeced them. So and then the commanders are picking second as of right now. We'll see what happens this week. But who's the desperate team? That we always say, like, we always use dumb hypotheticals, like, oh, there you have five first-round picks for this. Well, you have to have the team that is desperate enough for that. And when I look at that list, I don't see a team like that. The Giants at some point need to solve their quarterback problem. Well, the Mares aren't going to do that. They're not going to mortgage their future for Caleb Williams. So I don't think they're going to get the value that we always think in these hypothetical situations that they could get. I think Justin Fields is an amazing flyer, as you said, for a team like New England, for a team like Atlanta, a team that needs to solve it. And I also think that you mentioned the thing about how everyone's chasing the ghost of Mahomes or Burrow. I think a lot of that's incompetence from GMs because they know they can't program a team to to bridge that gap. And I think it's interesting, essentially, like if you look at college football, and this might be undone by Washington and and the portal, but there's a stat that rattles around my head that every team that's won the national championship in the modern era and the recruiting era has had either two top five recruiting classes on their roster or a top 10 quarterback, like a top 10 draft pick quarterback. So a generational quarterback. So that would be, there's three of them, Cam Newton, Trevor Lawrence, or Sean Watson. So those are the three quarterbacks who are the exception to the top five recruiting class rule. Okay. And so, and maybe Michael Penix, maybe I'm, I'm not, we're not going to undo this because Michael Penix might turn out to be one of those sure. guys, but we'll, we'll put that aside for a second. But what I'm saying is, is that a quarterback and our friend Colin Coward has said this before quarterback is the deodorant. And so a lot of the times it's not even just, we have to have this quarterback to win. It's we have to have this quarterback to save my job. Brett Veach can make Matt and Brett Veach is a lot better GM than most people, but they can make massive mistakes and hide it. They have a, they have a, gas station attendance at, at, at receiver this year and they're going to get away with it and they're going to win the division and so i think a lot of it is playing a lottery ticket at quarterback and just hoping that everybody gets extensions from it uh like I, steve kime said this i think it was on fox where he said if he had t- nick bose is a better player than than kyler murray but if he had taken nick bose he would have gotten fired if he took he did take kyler murray got an extension out of it uh any sort of promise at quarterback 
changes the tone of an organization, saves everybody's job. And so I think I think there's a a default into just going ahead and saying take take Caleb Williams. And I don't necessarily know that's always a smart option. I don't think it's always a smart option. I think I think Caleb uh, has a chance to be a super duper star. I think he is a different different than most typical number one overall pick quarterbacks. I'm not saying that because let's just pretend CJ went number one this past year. Sure. I think Caleb is a grade better than that. And CJ's awesome. So now it does. I've been, by the way, I was wrong on CJ going into the draft. So maybe, and I'm not trying to downgrade what he's doing. There are those some, you said, you know, I wonder, I was just trying to think while you were talking about teams yeah. that, if if New England moves on from Belichick, yes, would they trade the third and a few? Would would, would it be enough for you to get the third overall pick and one future first rounder to go from three to one? That wouldn't be enough for no. me. But if no, no need, it, I need you, three overall first round picks. Yeah. Exactly. And so now the the team that should do it but would never do it, um, the team that actually would make sense to do it is the Jets. Sorry, Aaron. You're going to be they really upset. I, of course, they can't. They're, they're, you know. But um, and that's because you know mass formation psychosis. But if they, if they could, it would be smart. Um, uh, sorry if I misquoted that. I'm not sure. Oh, I wasn't reading the YouTube comments. But go ahead. So uh, the one thing about the quarterback position, and I've heard smart people say this that it's almost, and I, I, I don't want to unveil this take. But I'll soft launch it, as you say. Yeah. It's almost no such thing as a quarterback prospect. Be like, look at Bryce Young. And the thing I always come back to, and somebody very smart said this to me one time, we always say everybody was an Andrew Luck type. Everybody is an Andrew Luck type or is not an Andrew Luck type. You know who wasn't an Andrew Luck type? Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah because right. he got ruined by the team around him. Yeah. And so a, a lot of times I think you're – I think when we talk about quarterback prospects, we're like, well, this guy can't miss. I'm going to tell you something. There are NFL teams who will really work day and night and be so to bad. To make him miss. To make him miss. And so I think a lot, when we talk about Caleb Williams, I still feel like he's got the same chances of being a star as anybody wow. else. Wow. And, and so, any okay. other generational. I do not think there's such thing as a can't miss quarterback prospect. So I, I so I... I think you might be right that there's that anyone can be ruined, but I don't know that I agree. And I I shouldn't say I agree because I think uh, you're not quite saying this. I think that some guys are way easier to ruin than others, and some guys are. I, I think Bryce maybe could have had a good rookie year, yes. but needed the perfect circumstances under everything. And I think CJ maybe could have had a terrible rookie year but needed the worst possible circumstances because CJ's circumstances weren't great. I think D'Amico's awesome and Bobby Slowick seems super sharp, but it's not like he had, you know, a ton of offensive talent around him. That guy's a baller though and had one on a high level and he's big and strong. As I get older, you want to know the most like people when I was young, they're like, ah, when you, you know, when you get older, you'll get more conservative. And that has not happened actually. I've probably become you know, more left-wing in a lot of my feelings, except for when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks. And that I'm basically <laughs> Gil Brandt. I'm like, you know what? Are you 6'3 or taller? 
If not, get out of here. Like the, the I am I am such an old curmudgeonly man when it comes to evaluating college quarterbacks. I'm like, I don't need to watch you play. Let me yeah. see you. Let me see your measurables. I want arm strength. I want size. I the, you're too little. And and I'll be on. I'm gonna say one other thing. I also really care more than I used to about some of the press conference stuff. When it comes Ooh. to quarterbacks, that's where the that's where our I'll, we'll mention for a second time. That's where my our dear friend Collins' backward hat yeah. take. It's like <laughs> uh, you know what? There's a kernel of truth to it. You know what, Colin? Like you're you're I I when I was 25, I laughed at you. Now that I'm almost 40, I'm like you know what? The guy makes a good point. <laughs> I so the one thing I've gotten more conservative on in football is toughness. Like lines and toughness. When I was a kid, like let's say college, I was always because that was during the kind of analytics revolution. Yeah. Something like, all right, we just got to pass the ball over the field, little yards per attempt. What's Correct. the problem? We don't need to win the yard. And now I'm just like, let, it, it, this team should take a guard third overall. And well, just get, so when you establish toughness up front at at your previous spot yes. uh, at the ringer, when you would yes. go on with Solak, who I think yeah, is yeah. brilliant. By the way, if Ben's listening, let's not, let's not overdo it. Let's not overdo it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm but kidding, if, I'm kidding, shout, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. shout out to that. him, um, uh, if he's listening, uh, he I had Eric Mangini, who is a brilliant defensive mind and brilliant football mind. Like he and a guy that is into like the new age numbers and stuff. I understand the. Um, I had him read one of Solak's breakdowns, like that has the tape stuff yeah, yeah. in it. And he was blown away. And then I told him, I was like, I think this guy's like 23. He couldn't believe it. So shout out to Ben. But when I used to hear that, you that, go- that, Real quick, that happened with Thomas Dimitrov. I think when Thomas was still in the league, that he called me and was like, this guy, is this guy a coach? And I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, shout out. So good good on him there. Um, but when I used to hear you go on there and you guys would yeah. argue about, it felt like it was often- Mike Vrabel versus um, the Chargers coach who just got Brandon fired. Staley. Brandon yeah. Staley. And they, it felt like we're trying to soft launch the idea that teams, that, that wins are not a team stat no, either. they weren't soft launching it. They said it. <laughs> they, they, I they backed would... them into a corner. Yes. I backed them into a corner. And then they said it one day. They did say, okay, that's what I thought. They were trying to be like, you know what? Wins. Wins. Who they wins? literally were like wins, but it wasn't necessarily Staley. It was just anti-Vrabel. And they just were the just rolling that... there. They were basically like the pretentious grad school yes. student yes. that was rolling yes. their eyes at you, like, "Oh, this guy thinks in the NFL winning games matter. means something." <laughs> and so it, it reminds it reminds me. I like uh, Greg Rosenthal said this. I think it was two summers ago. Where, where he was just like, hey, you know, the Saints seem pretty good at winning, which has now become underrated in the NFL. Like, it's, sure. like th- these these teams that just go out and win nine, ten games a year, people are like, ah, whatever. What can they With do? That- um, bro- go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you- I was going to say, uh, the press conference thing. So I used to make fun of uh, Brandon Staley because for the first year, all of his highlights, all of his viral clips – were in press conferences. It was never like, look at this amazing defense. So I used to call, I used to say, like, if your best stuff's coming in press conferences, that's probably a bad sign. Yeah. Um, you're talking away into something. In October of this year, someone very smart who's aware of that take sent me a text, just said, Your press conference theory, watch Jalen Hurts. 
Jalen Hurts' top 10 moments of this year are, well, we learned. We learned we learned a lot today, and I'm really proud of how much we I learned. I had a plan before anyone had an opinion. Um, and so, uh, I mean, that is a bar, by the way. That is, I mean, it is good. Uh, and that also falls into Collins' handsome quarterback line. I mean, the guy's great looking. I mean, all these things check the boxes. <laughs> Uh, so I'm glad you mentioned that because I was about to say while wins are important, you know who they mean nothing for, the Eagles, because that team stinks and that team's about to get rolled by Baker Mayfield in round one. And I can't wait for it, not because I'm anti-Eagles, but because I like Baker. Um, and the story on the Eagles is a couplefold. One is the defense yeah. stinks. The other is the sneaky storyline is um, maybe having the draft board just be the Georgia depth chart, maybe a little more nuance to it. I'm not saying you missed on everything, but maybe just a little more nuance. Um, but uh, the scary thing for the Eagles long-term is, did they pay the aberration here? Like, you've got Jalen's football career, and there is one year he's looked like a top flight. And now, and by the way, I would have done it too. I thought I was so blown away by how well he played in the Super Bowl. And I do care about how he carries himself, all that. I also think the guy's hurt. Mm-hmm. Now the Eagles clearly don't think he's hurt because their, you know, their go-to play is have the 21 other guys on the field all hit him from different angles. And so you wouldn't maybe do that if he's hurt. But their their short-term issue is that is a bottom four defense in the NFL yeah. that we have just seen Drew Locke and Kyler Murray just cook up on game-winning drives. Their long-term concern is do they have a good quarterback who is yeah. paid like one of the best in the league, which, you know, I get Philly did, you know, do that once before, but that guy wasn't good and that guy was the worst press conference guy ever, so I'm not comparing him to that. More with Nick Wright after this. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, use the code OMAHAFULL and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great, you keep those winnings. But if you lose, you get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only must wager with eligible promo code bet amount of qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Hannah's New Orleans. Maine, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-888-427-426-2537 or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. 
New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Lamar's going to win the MVP. He should. Of course. Um, the, the, I would, I wish there was a way for somebody, I haven't quite figured out how to phrase it, but somebody needs to like, like political candidates used to like buy out network minutes and be like, here's my message. Someone needs to do that for five minute dissertation on, Hey guys, I just want to make this very, very clear. Um, either 18 of the league's teams are run by morons or there was out-and-out total collusion, and we need to get to the bottom of which one it was because this idea that, oh, no, 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 you couldn't sign Lamar. Someone, they were going to match. Well, guess what? Then if you're Pittsburgh, that's great. If you're the Jets, Pittsburgh, or New England who are competing with the Ravens to win championships yeah. or divisions or the conference, you know what you'd love for them to do? Match a contract they don't want to do. But set all that aside, Lamar's been awesome. I, I give I give him all his flowers because now I'm about to knife the guy and people are going to think it's in defense of the Chiefs. And it's not, but maybe subconsciously. I don't know. Um, if he loses in round, in his first playoff game and plays mm-hmm. poorly, mm-hmm. you know what's going to be coming to uh, memes near you? A split screen where they cut the face in half. Sure. And it's going to be Lamar and James Harden. It's going to be right there. Mm-hmm. Tell me where I'm wrong. If he plays poorly and they lose their first playoff game, it is terrible for him that he's winning this MVP. Hottest take. Winning MVP might be the worst thing that ever happened to Lamar. The first time or the second time? This one. If he wins this one. one. If he wins this one and their playoff game goes just like when he won the first one. I don't think they're going to lose their first playoff game. I don't either. But I'm, but I know what you're think, saying. I know what you're saying. I, you don't I, think Cleveland might be able to go there and all of a sudden Joe Flacco's beating them? Well, I don't want I, like, like Arthur Smith to be like, oh, thank God we didn't sign him. No, I don't want We're that vindicated. either. I don't now, that's why I'm worried about this take now. Is it then like the, the guys, David Tepper is going to be like, we crushed it. We crushed it. Everything's <laughs> fine. Just throwing a drink at um, random people. But if, if that, if that happens, it's, it's not, it might, it might not be fair, but, and people, people bring up, they're like, ah, Peyton struggled early in his playoff career. Peyton's first three playoff games were bad. His fourth playoff game, he had five touchdowns and a perfect passer rating. His second playoff game, he lit the Chiefs on fire in a game that the Chiefs didn't punt and they lost because that was the Chiefs playoff life before Mahomes. And then his, his sixth playoff game, the Patriots kicked his ass. <clears throat> We're not going to have a real context of a quarterback this good being 0 for 5 on playing good playoff games. And so it's just, it it's a, and this is, oh, this is sports talk, manna from heaven, the old rest versus rust. Yep. Uh, the Ravens, two weeks off, too much time. And so I'm, I'm interested to see it. I also think a Mahomes-Lamar AFC title game is our best possible outcome here. And I think that's what we're going to get. And, but, and, and I'm excited for it, but. I completely agree with you. Um, we'll get you out here on this. If you could retire a take right now, like just just zap it from not yours, but just like get remove something oh, yeah, from the sports media. Great. Yeah, all yours are amazing. Yeah. But I'm saying if you could say, all right, we can no longer debate blank in sports media. It is removed from the conversation across everything. It is illegal. P- police show up at your house oh. if you start to debate this. You can retire 
anything from sports media, what would it be? And it could be a broad thing or it can be a very specific thing. Just get wow. it out of the discourse. Wow. This is such a great question. I wish I'd have prepped this instead of your stupid four <laughs> teams thing. <laughs> the obvious one is Jordan versus LeBron. But then, I of mean, course. come on, I'd be unemployed. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, so like, let's not, let's leave that one in there. Um, I, I, I think in the contemporary moment, yeah, I think that, uh, Shanahan quarterbacks, it's mm. been good for me professionally mm. and it will be good for me again when once again I get to be right and I have there's all this of tape of all my colleagues being like, I think this guy's the MVP of the league. Why can't he be Tom Brady? Um, but it makes us all dumber. And the lack of self-awareness from some of my colleagues who were dying on this hill for Jimmy Garoppolo and then are like, no, 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 it's so different. This guy processes so much faster. Like, okay. I, I do the, the yeah that that is the old the old listen just trust me his anticipatory throws yeah. are better than you will admit I don't you know actually yeah and you know what I take it back I'm, I enjoy that conversation now that I think of it <laughs> because I know that I get to be vindicated on it um I have to say one thing before we go uh yeah. I want to just shout out uh your great producer Flynn uh just I just want to make sure he knows that the industry's been talking about. Uh, his transition in eyewear and it's it's taking oh, everyone wow. by storm. Wow. And so people are really happy for him and that it, people are noticing and it's That was great. the buzz. I mean when you were when you were saying like what what do we have to stop talking about in sports media? I was thinking about the Flynn thing because people yeah. just can't stop talking about people it. People can't the, the stop eyewear. talking about it. They can't. Um, so good for I don't him. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if he wants to chime in here or not. <laughs> he's probably too a little too embarrassed. But uh, <laughs> Maybe he's mad at me. But uh, shout yeah, out Yeah, possible. Possible. Shout out Flynn. Nick Wright. Shout out Flynn. Shout out Miles. Shout out Nick Wright. You can see him on FS1 First Things First. You can see, hear him on What's Right, one of my favorite podcasts, even though I didn't. I just, I know the Nick Wright. I just type in Nick Wright into Spotify and I just get all sorts of takes. You had a take about Shannon quarterbacks a couple weeks ago about podcasting. The analogy was uh, essentially if you're a system podcaster and you go out and you have the greatest podcast in the world, I don't even want to get into it. The point is, listen to this podcast. Go ahead. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no, no. The Shannon the take was because I do my podcast with my son. Yes. And I was like, hey, man, if all of a sudden, you know, you left and your sister came in and the podcast numbers don't go down at all, <laughs> maybe you weren't the key. And he got upset with me because that's literally what happened over the summer. <laughs> well, and he's like, so are you saying I'm Brock Purdy? I'm like, yeah, but there's, you know, that's not a bad thing necessarily. Yeah. Maybe you're going to win MVP of the podcast realm. This podcast is great. And I appreciate the fact that you get right to business on it. And you're not, you're not wasting my time. Like I, so many other podcasts no, in the beginning. I got you no got, time we, to waste. I got no time to waste. Nick Wright, thank you so much, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.